Welcome back, listeners, to Radio Free South Bronx. My name is Desiree Joy Frias, and I'm here with Diego Leon, menswear style blogger and social media consultant. Hello, everybody. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. And everyone, Diego runs um, Happening in the Bronx, and his bigger project right now is Dandy in the Bronx, which started in 2014. Yes, that is correct. So... Tell me about growing up in the Bronx. Yeah, um, you know, South Bronx born and raised. Um, I call Hans Point my home, um, six train all my life. And um, yeah, I, my first schooling here was uh, St. John Chrysostom, my church and my school, um, K to eighth grade up there. Um, amazing teachers there. Um, I lost a lot of Pokemon cards there. Um, we, I also collected <laughs> Pokemon cards. Yeah. A lot of my allowance went to yes, Pokemon yes. and Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yeah, I was hustling Pokemon cards back then. Um, <laughs> but then after that, uh, went to Cardinal Hayes. Um, and then, you know, shout out to my Cardinal Singers over there and the theater department. And after that, I went to Western New York. I went to Buffalo, for near, near Buffalo, a school called Fredonia for my schooling up there, which I got my degree in early child education and my master's in literacy education. Wow, so you went, it's SUNY Fredonia, right? Yeah, SUNY Fredonia. Yeah, so you went to a SUNY school and then you came back to um, New York City and you became a preschool teacher, yeah, right? I mean, yeah, so that's how I became eventually dandy in the Bronx, so to speak. So I, my dream was for preschool. Like I wanted to be a preschool teacher because I feel like early childhood education is the most important years for a child. You know, I feel like if they have a great early education, um, they are going to be set for life, in my in my opinion. No, and, uh, and that's been statistically proven yeah, too. Yeah, so that's, yeah, so that's <laughs> why I wanted to go into it because I felt like it would make the most impact. Um, but what got me into menswear at the school I was teaching, they wore uniforms. So my kids were wearing little cardigans, little ties. You know, everyone's you know dressed up. They were you know button ups. So I didn't want to dress like crap in front of my kids. So I went on social media to learn how to dress up. So I was following bloggers. I was on Instagram. It's like, all right, how do I wear a tie? How do I do this? How to do that? How do I match colors? And then, you know, as any self-respecting millennial does, I was taking pictures of myself. And I just started doing that consistently, started trusting, you know, that way consistently. And then my friends and my peers are seeing me as someone who's like, hey, Diego, you know, you know, you know what a quote unquote dress better. Um, you know, asking for tips and stuff. <laughs> so as I started doing that, I remember the first time I started getting followers. People were liking my stuff. So this is back in 2014. Instagram was a different game back then, but yeah. I was getting a lot of followers and likes. And I remember the first time a brand slid in my DMs and they were like, hey, Diego, we like your Instagram. Can we send you a free tie? And I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah send me a free tie. We're from the Bronx. We'll take anything. Yeah, I'll take it. Oh, <laughs> and uh, that's how I learned about, you know, they didn't send that tie because they liked me. They saw that I had an audience and I was basically a walking commercial. Yeah. So then I learned about influencer marketing. So I kind of took a break from teaching. I took some classes in digital marketing. I kind of started my life over. I just went to some classes to learn about, you know, ads and marketing. And I started uh, working at fashion startups, doing their social media. And basically, you create, and that's how I created Dandy in the Bronx. It's almost my living resume, my living love letter to the Bronx and style as I was pursuing this new endeavor of social media and fashion. Well, no one looking at your profile would think you've only been doing this for four years. Um, <laughs> it's, it's obvious that you have um, an innate talent also for art and fashion Appreciate and that kind it. of... Yeah, I mean, it's really impressive. And um, what I think is incredible too is um, the way that you 
play um, the way that you like experiment with style um, and kind of elevate menswear in that way. And how has your Bronx family um, responded to this endeavor that you're doing? Um, my mom still tells me when I'm going to get a real job. But, <laughs> but you know, when she sees me getting, you know, like these sponsorships and like, you know, to be frank, between you and me and, and the audience, I haven't paid for clothes in like two years because yeah. of all the sponsorships and collaborations I'm doing. And that's a blessing, you know, because now, it's, now I'm saving money and I'm able to create art and work with brands, but my family is supportive of what I'm doing. Even though, you know, my grandmother might under, not understand what I'm doing, but, you know, when I bring in a collaboration with Café Bustelo and we're make, taking pictures with it, she gets that, okay, I'm, I'm making commercials, I'm creating ads for them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, um, it's I, you're not the first person that I've interviewed that has explained that their parents don't understand <laughs> that this is a real job. Um, it's kind of hard because, you know, media and social media has changed so much in the last 10 mm -hmm. years, in the last 20 years, um, that it's hard to explain to them that it's a commercial, but it's on Instagram or it's exactly. a, you know, it's an advertisement for this clothing and it's only going to this website. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to explain that to them. And also the whole not a real job thing and in quotes, <laughs> um, since you're, yeah, since it's not a teaching job, it's not a quote, real job. Exactly. Uh, but like you said, it's, it's financially supporting you and it's, a way for you to create your art and to get your art out to the community and that's very important yeah you know and, and the, the, you brought up the community part of it um, that's a big thing because like as I started building this blog I've been able to I was able to meet other creatives in the Bronx as well um, Bronx native Bronx narratives um, brands from the Bronx that just are like uh, uh, coming up and doing the exact same thing and I'm, and I'm glad I'm able to like put my hand in there and like build up the Bronx and show that the Bronx, you know, doesn't need a rebranding. It's always been here. It's always been creating content. It's just yeah. that no one's been paying attention to us until it suits their need, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, when people say that, like, we're having, like, art, art renaissance, whatever, yeah. I'm like, there, there's nothing to be reborn. Yeah. Hip-hop was created here in the 70s. Spoilers. Salsa was created here. And we've just continued to create art, whether or not um, you were able to profit off mm -hmm. of it and you being, you know, mainstream media. Um, like, now that they're paying attention to us because they see that they might be able to profit. Yeah, they, see, they have those uh, money symbols in their <laughs> eyes, and, you know. <laughs> but, um, but what's really important in the Bronx is community. Mm -hmm. And I think um, in your bio, you wrote a little bit about how you wanted to create art in your hometown of the Bronx, and you wanted to keep it here. Yeah. So, so tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah my, my key thing is, um, you know, Growing up in the Bronx, your family, everyone else is like, you just grow up here and then you eventually leave. That was always the case. You know, you, you eventually get a job and then you go to, you live in Manhattan. You, you have to get else. out. You gotta get out. Yes. And, and then I realized like, I started noticing the seeds that were being planted. It's like, okay, this is this is the chance that for the Bronx, can, I don't have to leave. I can create here and I can make people put their eyeballs here in the Bronx. And I want to show people that I can still create here and just have as much impact as those Brooklyn people, those Manhattan people, those Queens people. And we have a community that's been creating for a very long time and we're just now elevating each other to show that, hey, we're still doing great shit over here. And I mean, it's so important too, that idea of like not, I mean, our families, you know, for very, you know, real reasons did push us. Um, you got to get out of the neighborhood. You yeah. got to get out of here. You got to go away for school. You got to move out. Um, and I like the fact that I've seen that 
young people who grew up or were born here have kind of said, no, we want to come back from school to here. We want to live here, start our families here, um, start our careers here. Um, you know, you're talking about Bronx Native, you're talking uh, Trill Cooker, all of these incredible um, creative people are really saying we're not going anywhere. In fact, we're going to, you know, plant ourselves here and make the Bronx the beautiful place that we know it is. Exactly. I, I f and that's the key thing to create while, it's, you know, it's still here. You know, we have a community here that people want to, you know, build each other up. They want to spend money. They want to they wanna wear t-shirts that say the Bronx. They want to eat food that's made in the Bronx. They want to see people like us creating. And let's give it to them. Yeah, and I mean, and you know, we definitely lift each other up financially and um, over social media. And I think that that kind of um, community sense isn't really seen in other boroughs. Um, we, we're, it's not like we have people coming in from outside to make their art here. Like I said, it's more um, people here creating art. And um, that also brings me a little bit to your project happening in the Bronx, because you really do have a chance there to highlight um, Bronx creators. So tell us a little bit about that project. Yeah, and, and, you know, and definitely, like, I'm not to say that I'm, I'm definitely not the first in creating some, like, an Instagram page that highlights, you know, Bronx stuff. There's other awesome Instagram accounts, like Everyday Bronx, um, who are doing very similar things. But I just wanted a way for myself, me personally, you know, just curate cool stuff that I see in the Bronx and just showcase cool Bronx thing, amazing artists, um, using the hashtag ha uh, in the boogie down, hashtag in the boogie down. And um, in the beginning, I had a project called Happening in the Bronx. And eventually, um, I was doing it as a project for somebody else because they were trying to do um, like different boroughs with accounts and stuff like that. Yeah. And eventually, the guy locked me out of the account. He just you know, changed the password, locked me out, and I had to end the account. So then I decided, like, I need to do this on my own, and I created... And he wasn't from the Bronx. No, no, not at all, yeah. not at all. He was just trying to get... He was just trying to take views. advantage. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So then once I was locked out of that, I created In the Boogie Down, and that's the evolution of happening in the Bronx. So from having the Bronx to In the Boogie Down. So what I do is now I curate this page called In the Boogie Down, and I ask people if they want to be featured in my page is simply use the hashtag in the boogie down. Yeah. And I'm searching for that every day. I'm always engaging with that hashtag and then just showcasing, um, featuring at least a picture once a day of people using that hashtag. And I've been seeing amazing people who's taking this amazing photography. I've been seeing people taking these amazing pictures at Pelham Parkway or at Concrete Plant Park. And then also people using is to share they have events coming up. So, yeah, yeah. So that's, I saw that um, you had shared a, about the Motley Kitchen. Exactly. Just getting each other connected to events so that we can support each other better. Exactly. And, you know, I'll be frank. Sometimes I, I'll find out about, about events the day after or during or something yeah. like that. And I just think it's, like, at least my way to, like, filter out and find that Bronx content. And I just encourage other Bronx sites to, like, if they have something cool to share, just just hashtag in the boogie down and we'll find it and we can share it with each other. Yeah, and I think um, it's interesting because what's happening in the Bronx is really um, 
like grassroots and I don't think it's happening anywhere else and we don't have those kinds of huge media connections like um, we don't have a Time Out New York Bronx we don't have um, but that's good yeah we gotta do it ourselves that's the thing that's what I'm saying we gotta do it ourselves we have to do it before someone else comes in and takes it from us we have the tools to tell our own stories to make our own publications to make our own you know newspapers digital digital media agencies digital marketing whatever you know we just gotta do it ourselves before someone else takes it from us. And and before someone takes it and shares what isn't the true story. So, you know, or the full story. Part of the reason why I created this radio program is because I felt every Bronx-titled newspaper that I picked up was talking about shootings and stabbings. And yes, I've lived here for 25 years, and yes, shootings and stabbings occur here, but that's not the full picture. And it's very frustrating to live in a community and feel like stories like yours, Diego, um, are not being brought up because you know we're not just that one side. We're a community of 1.4 million people, and there's just more to the story than what you know our current media sources sometimes want to share. You, you know, it's you know it's funny you mention that. For better or for worse. Um, Yes, the Bronx has that negative connotation where like, it still has that idea that the Bronx is burning. You're going to get stabbed immediately as soon as you get off the train. <laughs> it's just, it just um, happens. Someone's waiting there. Yeah, someone's waiting for we're Just to stab you. We're going to take your sneakers. We're going to take your phone. <laughs> and, you know, honestly, let them believe it. Yeah. Let them believe that and let us keep what we have here pure. So exactly. Speak, you know, because, you know, as long as, you know, they, you know, believe that this is going to happen, then good. We don't want them to move in in droves. Look what happened to Brooklyn. Brooklyn disappeared in like three seconds, basically, you know? So I don't want that to happen here. Absolutely not. Um, and, you know, what was I going to say? Part of it, too, is sometimes people come at me with those kinds of, you know, sentences and stuff. And what I try to do, too, is I try to host, um, like, when I try to plan events, mm-hmm. I try to make sure that they're hosted in the Bronx. So like for example, I'm getting married in August. Congratulations! Thank you. And my Does he need a suit. It's, it's the her <laughs> you know, or him or her. Whatever. You know what? I would love if you dressed him. Okay. Let's do that. That'd right. be so much fun. All right. Okay. Right. I'm right. <laughs> I haven't even thought about that. I'm not a very That's good. That's important. <laughs> I'm not a good bride. We like haven't even sent out the invitations, and like mm. we're three months away, so we're working. <laughs> okay. No problem. Let me know. Let me know. Slide in my dance. <laughs> but um. You know, his family's coming from Pennsylvania, D.C., all that stuff. And, like, I intentionally put our wedding in the Bronx. We're going to have it at the Bronx Museum of the Arts. And it's like, we're going to hire vendors that are all from the Bronx, and the people cooking are going to be from the Bronx. And, uh, like, you have to intentionally keep your money in your community, I think. That's the key thing. I think a lot of people forget that, you know, you have to keep the money home. Because once you start outsourcing, uh, you know, I think someone gets, you get addicted to that. You start just pulling things out from everywhere else. But because luckily we have places that do those businesses here. We have people that make clothing. We have people that have flower arrangements. We have the event spaces. We have the music, obviously. Oh, yeah. You know, we have artists. Like you literally, you literally can find every specific part of thing you need here in the Bronx. And maybe that's the hard part. Like where do you find those people? So I'm hoping that with this, via social media, we can all find each other to help raise each other up. 
Yeah, exactly. And you know, what are some of your favorite places to shop here in the Bronx? And what are your what are your favorite brands right now? Okay, uh, you know it's funny. Okay, so um, real talk. So hashtag sponsored. Um, I because I recently did a collaboration with Uniqlo. So Uniqlo recently opened up a store at Bay Plaza, yeah. and I did a collaboration with them recently to showcase the store and their clothing there. And um, I'm a big fan of Uniqlo. You know, I'm a big fan of also Japanese culture and anime. I'm a big nerd in that sense. Us too. We're doing our honeymoon there. So. Okay. Oh my god, there you go. Oh my god. Oh my god, there you go. So I'm ready for the DBZ clothes, the One Piece, the Rudo stuff, so I'm ready for that stuff. But um, with Uniqlo, they offer this really amazing feature where they can do they do free um, hemming of your pants. So I always tell people if it doesn't fit, then don't don't wear it. There's no reason to wear clothes if it doesn't fit. So my my favorite thing about Uniqlo is when you go to the shop, whatever pants you buy you can get them hemmed for free at the store, and it's same day. It's like four hours, come back later, come back tomorrow, whatever, but they'll do it right there. So um, in terms of like, and they also have suits as well there, they're affordable, um, and you can start off right there pretty easy. And then in terms of like streetwear stuff, I'm a big, fran big fan of Bronx Native as well. You know, I have a couple of their t-shirts, their hats as well. And yeah, and I love that they um, let you like rep your borough. Mm -hmm. So um, Bronx Native, their shop is on Lincoln Avenue, and they have like fitted hats that, you know, say BX and yeah. all that stuff in their shirts, have the zip codes, have 18 on the back. Um, and it just feels good that um, it gives us an opportunity to rep our borough because we're always, you know, sometimes we're wearing like Yankee stuff or <laughs> other sports teams, and it feels good to like for a change, like, rep where you're from. No, 100%. Uh, actually, my favorite shirt from Bronx Native is the one that's a play on the Supreme logo, and it, and it looks like the Bronx on it. So yeah. I love that one. Uh, that's my favorite one. And um, in terms of suiting and stuff, um, Arthur Avenue has a bunch of like suiting places to check out as well. And um, I, so I live around, along uh, Southern Boulevard, so along that strip, there's a bunch of mentor stops there. Um, but in terms of online stuff, um, I'll usually go to uh, sometimes Banana Republic because they, uh, so I have a weird body type as a Latino, you know, it's uh, you're kind of husky, but then you're kind of like short, you know, whatever. But um, it's true, it's it, very it, true. But, but I've, I've been very lucky with Banana Republic sizes. Um, I was able to buy them off the rack and haven't haven't done any haven't had any extra alterations for it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I always recommend always get your 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 clothes made to measure if possible. Yeah, and uh, so what? Is, what is one of your favorite accessories? Um, lapel flowers. So my favorite thing is my uh, having a flower on my lapel, um, or you call it boutier or whatever you like to call it. I just like having something there, whether it be a pin, a flower, um, just something there because that that's like almost my signature piece, so to speak. Uh, I might not wear a pocket twirl all the time, but I definitely want to have something here, so I have a little flower on my lapel. And do you have one that like has a really like meaningful story to you? Like, do you have an accessory that um, someone gave to you that really means a lot? Um, actually, I've 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 one that I remember actually. I went to an event a, a while ago uh, for Top Man, and Top Man was doing a blogger collaboration with a bunch of mentor bloggers. So for the collaboration, they all got to make pins for. Um, their specific blogs. Yeah. One blogger had like this pizza pin. Another blogger had like the New York skyline. One blogger had the train, a Queens train station on it. So I was like, oh man, I wish there was like something like Bronx related. I'm gonna rep a Queens one. Get, get that out of here, you know. <laughs> um, but then I, re I found out that the the person who made the pins, the, the the who they collaborated with, was actually Bronx based. 
And um, the name escapes me right now. I'll have to look it up. But when I met him and, and he found out we're both from the Bronx, he gave me a big pun pin. Um, so I have a big, uh, the, the one from the Ad Baby, like he looks like uh, 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 Jordan, like with the jumping one. He's, yeah, yeah. So he gave me that pin um, from that. So I, whenever I go to a Bronx-based event or like I want to showcase them, like I wear your big I'm, pun I'm, pin. I'm, yeah, I wear my big pun pin. I mean, yeah, wearing a big pun style accessory is definitely pretty Bronx. <laughs> <laughs> I try, I try, but uh, like it's something like that when you you find somebody in your adventures out in the world that has the same background or connection as you. It really means a lot. Yeah, and do you have any, like, you gave one style tip to never wear something that doesn't fit. Yes, like, it's it's funny, like, I think gentlemen forget, or anyone in general just doesn't realize that fit goes a long way, and a very specific fit, especially the suit, you know, making sure that you show enough uh, shirt from your, your cuff, uh, making sure you have enough the uh, breaks from your pants, breaks is how many times the, the pants hits the leg. Uh, I'm a f since I'm a short guy, I'm a fan of having either one or no breaks because you can look uh, visually taller, you know, it's like a tr it plays tricks on the people's, it plays tricks on the people. Yeah, from your pictures, yeah. I did not know you were yeah, exactly. quote unquote short. Exactly. Well, I don't <laughs> tell people that, you know, as long, hey, as long as people see I think they're tall, then I'm tall, you know, that's all that matters. Um, but you know, that goes a long way. And I also mentioned, like, I also don't wear belts. I wear suspenders all the time. So Interesting. I, I, all my pants, uh, majority of my pants, I have um, buttons for suspenders on them. So when I get my pants hemmed or whatever, or taken in, I ask the, the, the tailor or I, you know, go to your local drag cleaner, they do that as well, you know, to add buttons to it. So that goes a long way as well. And I feel button um, suspenders are better, especially if you're a bigger person, you know, because it just won't um, go tight around your waist. And you actually feel a lot better, honestly. And uh, with that, you have a lot more mobility, and plus you can control um, how high or low your pants can go as well. Uh, with a belt, you don't really have that much, you know, options. You just basically tighten it up and hope for the best. With a suspender, you can, you can move it around a lot more. Interesting. Yeah, I've I've learned more in this half hour about menswear than I think <laughs> I've ever known. Um, and do you have? Oh, there it is. <laughs> I'm just, I was just showing you um, my big pun pin. Yeah, um, and it, it does, yeah. Okay, so name, the name of the brand is called Pin Drop NYC. If you want to follow, follow them on Instagram. And when I met the founder, he was, he's based in the Bronx. So, Pin Drop awesome. NYC. Well, I may also reach out to him too, um, just to talk about the, to have him on the show. Um, so, what else? Um, do, you, do you have any projects coming up that you're excited about? It's, it's summer and it's... Yeah, in terms of big projects right now, um, you know, honestly, if, if, if this, I have this book in my mind right now, but um, eventually in, when summer comes around, I want to do um, like monthly meetings in the Bronx, um, probably in Mott Haven, um, at, you know, probably at a coffee shop or something like that, where I want to call it, you know, quote unquote, uh, office hours. I want to literally have office hours where I want people to stop by and like just chat with me or, you know, maybe shoot with, with me. Uh, people like an example you asked me earlier Diego who takes your pictures I take pictures of whoever's available at the time and I just want to be able to share that with other people you need some quick content I need some content so let's meet up let's chat you know what pictures are you taking what inspires you and let's just create together 
Um, so I'm hopefully launching that in when it, when summer officially hits. So I think it's like mid June. I think at this point. Well, it was 90 degrees today, hey, so I'm, I'm going to okay, break the rules and say it definitely started. Okay, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for official <laughs> canon summer. So whenever that hits, I'm going to start that, and you'll find that on in the boogie down in the boogie down at in the boogie down. And in terms of in Dandy in the Bronx, I'm doing a lot of Father's, Father's Day content right now. And I have a big one coming up with, with Google, actually. Um, the, I'll give you the spoilers right now, what my project is going to be. Um, so my father, he introduced me to video games, computers, and stuff like that. So for this project, I'm actually, uh, my, he got me my first Nintendo. I have my Atari with that. We play Legend of Zelda together. So like, he was my first introduction to that. And now as an older, you know, getting older and, you know, his technolo technology prowess sadly is going down, you know, he's not as hip with the technology as he used to be, but I'm still, you know, we're still, you know, doing cool stuff, you know, with his phones and stuff like that. So with Google, you know, he's hooking up, he's, Google's hooking us up with, with a new Pixel 2 phone. We're getting a Google Daydream. So we're gonna do some, a cool photo shoot where I'm showing him how to use VR. So, and then writing a little story about how, you know, he taught me technology and now this is me giving him new technology as well. That's incredible. Um, yeah, and I totally relate to that. I mean. My mom has me on speed dial for whenever <laughs> she gets locked out of an account or needs me to yeah. figure out how to get something done for her. Um, okay, great. So we really loved having you on the show and I can't wait to see the work you continue to do. No, and yeah, this was great. No, hey, look, you're doing amazing content as well. And it's people like you who's able to like, you know, spread the stories across. And I'm honored to be on this and like share this with you. Because at the end of the day, if it's not people like you, I can't do anything, honestly. So like, it's at the end of the day, it's all about us helping each other out. Because hey, I don't have, I can't, I can't take good pictures unless I have good people looking at the pictures. You know, and you can't have great you know, radio content if you don't have the listeners. So it's with us together, we make great things. Absolutely. And I'm so happy to have you um, in our community and really... <laughs> no, I'm serious. You're, you're really, like I said, you know, you're building a new future for the Bronx. Um, you know, picture by picture. And that really means a lot to everyone who lives here. So I appreciate it. And if you want to get connected to... Uh, Diego, either on Dandy in the Bronx or on Happening in the Bronx, what is the best way to get in touch with you? Okay, so the best way to get in contact with me is on my Instagram, at Dandy in the Bronx, and my Bronx-based account, at In the Boogie Down. And if you're taking awesome Bronx content out there, don't forget to use the hashtag In the Boogie Down, so I can feature that content on the page. And if you want some fashion content, you can check it out on Dandy in the Bronx and on dandyinthebronx.com. Awesome, and I'm definitely gonna have to follow up for that suit fitting for my fiance. 100%. So I go. look forward to that. Thanks again, Diego. Um.